0: Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Deutsche Grammophon's international podcast series. I'm Sarah Willis, a horn player and passionate podcaster, and I just love podcasting with the Yellow Label's star-studded cast of musicians. Everyone has heard about South Korean K-pop, and bands like BTS have really put it on the map. I think we need to create a new genre called K-Classic for my guest today. She's a superstar in her home country of South Korea and is treated like a pop star wherever she goes. Nevertheless, she prefers to speak with her violin, saying she's a quiet person in real life. She was signed to Deutsche Grammophon just two years ago and has been incredibly busy ever since. And I'm so happy and I'm so excited that Bombsori is sitting opposite me in the studio. I'm so excited because you are my first live guest here in the studio for such a long time, and I don't even know where to start. I'm just so happy to see you. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's a really great pleasure to be here, because I am a great fan of your podcast.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love doing them. But really, during the last last years, uh, really the whole COVID time, we had a couple of exceptions. Mm -hmm. But I've literally sat here by myself and Mm -hmm. Have zoomed with all my wonderful guests. It's been quite exciting because sometimes the connection didn't hold, or oh, sometimes people didn't press record. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we've had it <laughs> so you all happen. had to happen. do it all
1: again. Exactly, oh.
0: exactly. So thank you for even listening to my introduction. I, I was a little nervous. I haven't performed <laughs> that for someone for a long time.
1: <laughs> didn't notice that at all. You were so professional and <laughs> so confident. I loved it. Yeah, thank you so I, much. I
0: put on my my performer's cap when I. I'm (laughs) But it's easy. It was so much fun to research you because last time we met, it was a long time ago in in the Rheingau Festival and we just had a tiny little interview. So this time I I could go a little bit deeper. And I had to laugh a little bit when I I read (laughs) that, you know, you say you're a very quiet person. You prefer to speak with your violin. But whenever I've seen you, it's been really easy to talk to
1: you. Because it's you. (laughs) (laughs) It depends who I'm talking to.
0: (laughs) Has it got a bit easier to do all the press stuff over the the last couple of no, years no
1: it's not easy for me i think i prefer much to the violin or somebody like you who who can really make me so comfortable and it's really yeah.
0: special having musician to musician yeah. because you know you know you know that it's somebody different. knows what you're talking about yes. yeah
1: it's it makes like everything's so different. So. You have to have a
0: lot of patience sometimes with interviewers that don't don't know <laughs> about music, but you know why should why should they? I don't know about boxing yeah, or something true. like that. Yeah. Oh I saw actually, was it no, you do a lot of yoga, that's what I saw.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you still doing your yoga? Yoga and I, I started again. I mean, restarted my Tai Chi session. That's, I knew it was some sort of uh, some yeah, sort of martial, art. It wasn't
0: boxing, no. Yeah, martial
1: arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all need some sort of. Uh, yeah, I mean, during this hard time, yeah. yeah, we all had to find some way to to do like something healthy for And us. you
0: violinists always have your neck in a very funny position when yeah, you play. It's you know, so bad it's for... not so
1: healthy, is it? It's very unhealthy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but we love it that's why we do it yeah i mean i love doing it because it makes such a like whole new word to me, and sometimes to the audience. So yeah, I, I love doing that. Nothing else can can really replace that. That's
0: your thing. That's your voice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you're also being asked all these things in your in a, in a second language. So you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's it's also really impressive. Your English. When did it sort of start getting so good? Was it when you were at Juilliard?
1: Yeah, but I um I mean I moved to states. In 2014, so relatively quite late, but I I started to compete in the com- international competitions.
0: You are such a competition lady! Oh my goodness! No, it's like I don't prizes. want to talk about no, 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 yeah. we, we don't have to talk about competitions. But for our listeners, just yeah. so that they know, you know, you 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 have a whole lot of of mm-hmm. competitions under your belt, and uh, and then you had to speak English on the yeah. circuit yeah. So
1: for for the interviews, and yeah for the press and yeah since since 2010 so it's been yeah quite a a long time
0: well they always ask everyone always asks you the same things you know like when did you start to play and what was your first experience and that's all very important but what I like to do in these podcasts Mm -hmm. is talk about things that maybe people can't google so much Ah. and and sort of get behind what you're doing and you've been you've been signed at Deutsche Grammophon for the last two years yes how did that actually come about do you remember the phone call when, when when your wonderful manager Gregor did he call you up and say, "Hey, Deutsche Grammophon wants you." How did that happen?
1: Oh, actually, that came quite naturally, but I because the, I don't remember the phone call that he he said. But that was even more shocking because we kind of knew that they were going to sign me at some point. Because how did were, you know
0: that? It was just something you were.
1: Yeah, we were discussing for ah. that for about like one or two years because I I recorded my first album for Deutsche Grammophon with Rafa Blachach and I was not the exclusive he was. artist. Yeah, he, he was. was. So I that's how I was introduced to DG and we worked together and that went very well. So we were discussing about further projects and as an exclusively signed artist. But actually... I didn't know, like, when exactly it will be. And at, that was actually 2020 in the, in, in the autumn in Berlin. We did this, I mean, Deutsche Grammophon had this new series called Musical Moments. And because it was co- Corona time, so we really had to find some way to communicate with the audience without live concerts. So tell me about it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> with all those concerts in the Philharmonie with no audience. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: it was yeah. So it was quite terrible actually for for us to perform for the camera, but it was the only way to do that. So we started that, and I was able to. To this series with rafael in 2020 and then we after the recording we went to just have dinner casually and with with clements came and everybody the producer angelica came and there were people like staffs and everybody and and suddenly K- Clemens came with the the um the documents with D G wow. like yellow label signed and and like we I have a video of it even and I was like so shocked oh my god this is the day I I didn't expect that like so I was so nervous and I was so happy and shocked and we were like. <sighs> Uh, I felt like I'm marrying to somebody. <laughs> well, it was a. It,
0: it is sort of like a marriage, isn't it? You're <laughs> it probably is. more in contact with Deutsche Grammophon than you are with your own family. It's so intense oh, sometimes. Yeah. No? That,
1: that's so true. So I, I was like, because there were so many pages, and we were like sign, signing, signing <laughs> forever, and then they were taking pictures in a very fine restaurant in Berlin for some. Of those yeah. 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 <laughs> And yeah, that was such a great memory. And that
0: really was a musical moment, then, wasn't it? It was after your musical moment
1: and musical marriage, yeah. yeah. And Rafa was there, and he was super happy. So like, I when I finished the signing, the moment he was like hugging me, and was like sweetest moment in my life. Oh, that's so fantastic!
0: But things have really like got really busy uh, since then. Mm -hmm. And and you, I, I I said in the introduction that South Korea should have this genre called Mm K-classic and I believe actually having thought that up myself Mm -hmm. uh, and speaking to you just before now you say that actually other people have thought that up already so it's nothing really original (laughs) I really thought I'd come up with something good it's (laughs)
1: original Let's say Berlin, maybe it's first time saying it.
0: <laughs> but it is really incredible in your home country, and yeah. also like Song Jin, we talked about that. It's it's a completely different feeling from the audience. I mean, mm-hmm. here audience appreciate you. Of course, they do. You play all over the world and you've just got back from Florida and, and you 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 have great success. But the way the Korean audiences, the South Korean audiences treat you is really incredible, isn't it? People stand in line for Aww. hours.
1: Yeah, it's so special with the Korean audience. You you might have felt already with your experiences, but they are particularly very passionate. They
0: love classical music. Yeah,
1: so much. And they treat it almost like a pop star. So they... Isn't that nice? It is so cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, and if they would only pay like pop stars too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, really, like they lined up forever to get the sign signs and and, and they still buy it. They buy CDs, yeah.
0: They really do. That's a great market. The Asian market is fantastic for that. Because here you give someone your new CD and they sort of look at it and think, okay, what should I do with that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's sad. (laughs) They still buy CDs and and vinyls and yeah, they really love, and they are um, relatively younger I mean, the audience. That's also
0: something very interesting because yeah. people think that a classical music audience is sort of mm-hmm. a little bit older, more privileged, mm-hmm. um, has money, has time. But mm-hmm. I found when I'm in Asia, especially in Korea, that the audience is so much younger than you would expect.
1: Yeah, even teenagers, they but love. But how
0: does that come? Do, you, do parents still take their kids to concerts or, or is it is it more listened to? But, you you know, you've got these great K-pop bands. I mean, why should
1: people listen to classical music? I think in general, they love music whatever kind of music but like um since we had this kind of waves of competition winners i mean they there are so many korean winners everywhere in so it's like national
0: pride
1: yeah i think so i mean people now realize that we really have certain level of talent in classical music and I think that's why people still want to educate their kids to be a classical musician and... I mean, they dream of being a musician. You yeah, no. <laughs>
0: yes, they do. I mean, that's a big responsibility. Also, mm. you know, you're, you and and the, 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 these other amazing musicians that have come out of South Korea—that's a big responsibility. I mean, we we, we you, you have now a very fantastic horn player who, who was my student at the academy. You know, how do how do She's now principal horn in the in the VDS Symphony Orchestra, and and the the talent—it's not just string players and piano players. I mean, you've got yeah, an amazing so horn crazy. player coming. Yeah, I mean,
1: Brass is very new, actually. We didn't have great, great players before. And now. But, But how did this happen? You say before. What do you mean
0: before?
1: before like before your student no, or no yeah it's like yeah. you said before, we didn't
0: have this before all these mm-hmm. all these competition winners was there a suddenly right. um, Sudden a great period. year of great musicians or did the teachers change or did the philosophy change for classical mu- music how, how how did that happen
1: i think the teachers because before we didn't have enough teacher who can really teach i mean all the teachers i have worked worked with were they were all abroad to study music and then they came back to back to teach their students and and that's about the age I guess. And before then we only had like Hwa Chang and Myung Chang. all this um, old generation. They were very few, only very few people who could actually go abroad to study and now it's a boom. Yeah. A baby everywhere. boom everywhere. Yeah. Korean musicians. In Germany or in everywhere I go to play with other orchestras and, and there are always some Korean musicians who who is working. That's fantastic. All in right, so we have
0: this genre now, K Classic. Mm-hmm. K pop and K Classic. Has there ever been a joining of the two?
1: Ah uh, <laughs> that's something we need to
0: organize.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know the funny thing is. Blackpink, do you know Blackpink? Yeah, they are the like leaders of of this K-pop, and they released a recent track with. Uh, actually, it's a collaboration with a classic music. They mixed with La Campanella. Ah, yeah, a very recent song. I have to look that up. Sorry, yeah.
0: but you're my, I was I was happy to know who BTS was. I was proud about that. But, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> BTS is yeah. boy group, yeah, yeah. and Blackpink is is the girl group.
0: group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why don't they mix the groups? It always seems to be boy bands and girl bands.
1: <laughs> ah, that's true. It's interesting. Huh? Yeah, maybe they are targeting certain. <laughs> yeah.
0: Interesting. My yeah. mind is going crazy with collaboration ideas. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that after the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we get back to you. Um, you're mm-hmm. signing with the Deutsch Gramophone, You have these last couple of years which have really been incredible and literally you've become almost uh, an honorary citizen of Poland <laughs> now this has made my job a little difficult as an interview today because I basically can't pronounce the names <laughs> of any of the composers you've been playing and any of the people oh, you've been God. collaborating with I mean um, you know uh, Raphael's been he's easier but all the he's others the easiest yeah, name, yeah. even yeah. the name of the Philharmonic the R- 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 rotsklav what is that? <laughs> <laughs> the orchestra. Wrocław.
1: Re- Say that again. Wrocław.
0: Okay. Yes. I don't know if it's right. <laughs> well, it sounds a lot better than me. <laughs> That's who you recorded your album with, and <laughs> and I mean, you won a really big competition there, but you won competitions all over the world. Why Poland?
1: Uh huh. The Polish competition I, I went to was Wieniawski Violin Competition he I'm was, glad
0: you said that <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's a legendary violinist and it's like their national hero like Chopin in piano and he wrote so many great pieces for, for a violin and I recorded many of his pieces so that's why I, I, I wanted to do it with Polish Orchestra and why the Polish competition because I mean I did so many competitions all over the world yeah I didn't mean
0: why that. that's a great competition that's yeah. why you did it I mean why then suddenly mm-hmm. like everything you've been doing since ah, it's Poland. really it's it's beautiful to see and they love you so much and mm-hmm. and you know your manager's Polish and I mean the, you're surrounded by right. these amazing musicians that actually right. you know I've, I've got to learn I've got to find out about them now through uh-huh. through through this podcast I've, I've got oh. to listen to I mean pieces like um, you know ba- Baciewicz, Baciewicz is that right Baciewicz. Yeah. I didn't even Krasna know Bachevich. that, you know, Bachevich. yeah. Bachevich. yeah. Um, it's not a language that I really am very familiar <laughs> with, I'm ashamed to say. Um, but there's some great music out there. Yeah,
1: I mean, Polish music, somehow it feels very close to me because I think with me, with, with Korean people, I think with Korean and Polish people, they share some kind of... Um, emotional background because the history wise they've been invaded uh, by the strong I mean all all the countries and and also in Korea as well so we had quite uh, sad stories in 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 the past and and I don't know if that that is a reason but like we are so passionate and I find the Polish people are so passionate and also very romantic, like hopelessly romantic. Are you
0: hopelessly romantic?
1: Uh, a little <laughs> bit hopeful, <laughs> <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> but... Maybe, maybe your
0: Polish connection is helping you live this hopeless romantic. <laughs> I guess,
1: yeah. <laughs> and also we can find that in Polish music as well, in Chopin and Wieniawski. And, and even like a contemporary Pandoretski or pa- Pacewicz was a Female composer who was seriously like writing big, big symphonic works. And also, there are so many Szymanowski, and I love his music, and it's so natural and very easy for me to understand their language. And I mean, not their Polish language, (laughs) I cannot really pronounce even. But yeah, I mean, the musical language is very. Very attractive for me. And that's so
0: interesting because I had exactly the same experience with my Cuban music. I heard this oh. music, and that was my music. Oh, and and it, I you know and, what and, I mean. Yeah, yeah, and I know exactly what you mean. It's just mm-hmm. like it gets into under your skin, right? And and you can't really explain it. That's
1: it. Just is. Yeah, that's so true. So like Rafa was like so amazed. Like he was always saying that, "Oh my god, you are Polish," <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because I just. I just understand. I just know how, but like, I just understand their language and and it's just so natural. And with Rafa working with him, it is so easy and we don't even have to discuss so much about the music, but like, we somehow understand each other and you know what it is. That's very special to have
0: a musical soulmate like that. It really, really is. But you know, he's listed as your husband if you look him up on Google. (laughs) (laughs) It says, I'd both of you, you so much yeah, yeah. For asking yeah that. It says, it says, it says bomb sorry husband, and then you click on it, and then it says Raphael, and with Raphael, it says Raphael wife, and then you click on it. It doesn't say you are, but pictures of you come up, so you know.
1: <laughs> Actually, I've... nobody asked us, so I couldn't really have. Well, there you go. You can now <laughs> tell everybody that. on the
0: Deutsche Grammophon International podcast. <laughs> you can <laughs> explain that.
1: It's so meaningful to be here today. I mean, <laughs> we have have such a special connection but we are not married and we have no I mean, yeah. It's a musical connection. It's a musical relationship, yeah. Yeah. Which is
0: probably a lot easier. (laughs) It's
1: so much easier, so much longer, I think. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes all the all the it musicians like in my lifelong. orchestra, exactly, yeah. we have a lot longer relationship with our musicians than we do sometimes with our own, exactly. own partners. But uh, no, but but I just thought I would mention that. I hope you don't mind. But that's what if you no, click on that, that's what you get. All. So yeah, it's a very special partnership. You can hear it, you know, the way he breathes with you. You know, mm-hmm. the phrases go right to the end. And this romantic stuff, you know, that you've played together, it's, it's beautiful. But you've got um, your latest musical moment is with... Julia Okruashvili, and that actually doesn't sound
1: Polish. No, she's Russian.
0: (laughs) So you are, you are changing. I mean, this Roxana song was once something I'd never heard either. So you really, what I love is that you've, you've, Picking repertoire and you're putting mm-hmm. it out there that actually nobody really has heard before.
1: Oh yeah, that is so true. It's Shimanovsky's uh, opera Roxana, and I mean not King, really
0: played that often. I can imagine. I mean, I, I'd never, yeah. I never heard it. I'd never heard it. Yeah, because
1: it's rarely played, and Shimanovsky, this piece especially, it's not played often and actually I have found this piece quite recently and because I love Shimonovsky and Where I was like Where do you find
0: them? How do you discover pieces?
1: I was just like Oh, I talked to my manager and also because he was in a Simonovsky quartet and he's kind of an expert. Ah, Very useful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also like I've searched and I've studied many of his, his pieces and he wrote such an interesting pieces. Like he has even like Paganini, Caprice in his, his transcription with the piano and they are all so special. It, doesn't sound like Paganini at all, but it's the same music he wrote. And, and with, with his transcription, it sounds just like so dreamy, so magical. And yeah, you have to listen to it when you want to yes, understand absolutely. what it is. Yeah, absolutely. because the Roxana song is exactly. Oh, our oh, oh, the...
0: listeners are rushing out to find <laughs> it right now.
1: Yeah, it is, it has such a Shimanovsky word, I mean, the language. So, because I just played actually in Barcelona, the Shimanovsky Concerto. And when I think of this music of Shimanovsky Concerto number one, the beginning, it's just so much like Roxana's song. So I cannot even like, I, I don't, I cannot even. You have to concentrate to play the right piece. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> otherwise it can end with Roxana's song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that happens to us with the Mozart horn concertos. The, <laughs> the last movements are all so similar. You have to make sure you're playing oh the right my one. God, yeah tell me
1: about it. I yeah. played Mozart like the whole concerto in Brian Gar Music Festival last year, and. I like when I play with playing with the orchestra, it's always easier. But when I play alone, I get to end up with weird number, <laughs> like starting with D major, second, second concerto and ending with like four or something. It's like.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy for the brain. That's what I've always am- admired about you, violinists. You play so many notes, and you play everything by heart. And we horn players, we play the same same old pieces for years and years, and we still worry that we're not going to remember the music. But you know, you guys, what what is it? Is it is it a training thing? How can you memorize all these notes?
1: Oh really? well, I think we can we can ask to pianists, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, they could. they have to do that too. Yeah, but I think.
0: It's, Is playing by memory just something a young violinist does from the beginning onwards? Because yeah. I, you know, we always have our music put in front of us, and
1: uh, the and, orchestra. Uh, yeah. when, when you play in yeah. the orchestra, yeah. yeah, I think uh, when when I have my score in front of me, I I cannot really help not looking at it. Yeah. So I try to focus more. I mean, I always try to memorize my music, even like very contemporary music, because otherwise I am just reading you're the reading music. And yeah. you'd rather
0: speak it, but yeah, because yeah. you are, because you can't speak in public, as we are finding out today on the podcast. <laughs> you are so quiet and you're not I'm saying so anything. Bad. Yeah, I'm
1: so bad. So. <laughs> no, it's
0: perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. So there's a couple more things that I wanted to ask you about. Traveling the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our listeners are, are fascinated by, by your playing, of course, and it's easy to Google all your stuff and, and traveling the world and what you share with us while you're doing that. You've become quite a TikTok star.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it is totally
0: true. Your fans <laughs> uh-huh. absolutely adore what you do, and you you generate thousands and thousands of of clicks by posting little clips oh. from your rehearsals. Right, and people love that. They seem to love that more than our big big right, hair and makeup <laughs> stage concerts. You know, they prefer yeah. these little little things from the rehearsals, and your audience loves it on TikTok. They go wild
1: for it. Yeah, that was actually fascinating to find out because I, I was just like casually, um, uploading my stuff because the reason why I did, because I, as a Korean musician, but I couldn't really go back to Korea to perform often, like, in, before covid so i even this year i couldn't really perform in korea at all so i wanted to connect more with the korean audience or or somewhere else like people that i cannot really reach in person so that's why why i wanted to share of my more of my playing at the the rehearsal and even the rehearsal is even more I think they think it's more fun because it's They like
0: looking at your shoes I and what you're wearing. <laughs> in one of them you had these amazing boots. It's incredible. You know the ones I mean? The recently? Boots. There were yeah, there were uh-huh. some very cool boots. So a dress and some boots.
1: Oh Maya. I see that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't expect this that people would like it so much, but I mean Actually, in the rehearsal, it's even more relaxing and try something out. And we can just like laugh at the, in in the rehearsal and we can really try something and. Even with Rafa, I posted some some clip, uh, the rehearsal clip with Rafa, and Rafa made some mistake, and, and we were like laughing out loud. And yeah, but people, people love, love, it. Yeah. love it; they love it; they love it so much.
0: People love a live concert, yeah. but I think it's so important what you're doing is is showing this backs, you know, behind the scenes look, yeah. and 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 it's just it's a good way in. And and these days, people are sometimes the young people. I have the feeling they're a little afraid to go to a live concert because they don't know when to clap. They're not sure if they have to get dressed up. They have to turn their phone off. Oh, no. Yeah. Turn your phone off. Can you imagine? In you know, all these things. But if they see these little clips of yeah. how it is in the rehearsal, I think it sort of takes the fear away oh, a little bit. Oh, that's so
1: true. Yeah, I think the hodl is quite high. Uh, i mean higher than we expect as as a musician so i think we need to really make that down and and pe- really invite people younger people especially in tiktok and there are all younger people there the audience so
0: well usually you have to dub your voice you have to uh, speak along to someone i'm very glad you you didn't mm-hmm. do that with your violin you know you know it's usually on tiktok you uh-huh. you, you have these
1: boom sorry oh, yeah. play something yeah. like that yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm I'm happy you did.
1: You, you know I it, wanted it to show the music, yeah. exactly.
0: And that's a hard thing for us musicians. I mm-hmm. think is how far to go with the trends uh, without being stupid. People like stupid. You know, the the more fun you make of yourself, the more they love it. But we're doing something very classy, and mm-hmm. and you don't want to be snobby about it. Mm-hmm. But it, you know what I mean? It's a oh. hard hard way to the balance. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sometimes not sure of it at all.
1: No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> You're doing everything so amazing. I learned so much from you. I learned so much from you and I'm going to go and buy those boots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there's TikTok, but it's also, um, do you find when you're traveling the world to be Mm -hmm. in like, it's a lot of lonely hotel rooms. Yeah, Really a lot of lonely hotel rooms, musicians, especially, I mean, I'm in an orchestra. So when I travel, I'm surrounded by sometimes too many people. But um, Mm -hmm. soloists are literally in hotel rooms, trains and planes by by themselves. Mm -hmm. And you have that time to sort of play around on your phone and upload these things. And do you do a lot of it yourself or do you get your agent to do it?
1: I do it. Um, both, I mean, my agents sometimes, when I'm too busy, then they are taking videos and they are just uploading it. And they've been very helpful. But I do that alone That's a nice. lot. That's nice. The audience yes.
0: likes that. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be really happy to to <laughs> hear that too. Do people run after your car after concerts in Korea and when uh, you're there? They are Yeah, yeah all
1: waiting. That's so, nice, <laughs> oh, isn't it? That's so cool. Do they bring you presents? Oh, yeah. What did they bring you? Like, The case that like they have put my photo in the cake and my album or something like that. So cool. They're
0: really big on cakes. You know, right. <laughs> there's this Korean cake shop in Berlin oh. where my student, um, she got this cake made with my logo on it and everything from oh. a Korean
1: cake shop. Did really? you know that? I didn't know that I'll in Berlin. i have to Berlin. get you the address.
0: Yeah. Ah. And Koreans are really big,
1: really they big are, on cakes. And they're like so good at yes. making them. Yes. Yeah. And so people
0: cool. bring the craziest things when we're on tour, you <laughs> right. know, and they want you to sign the craziest things. And right. They really put but a lot of you—you you come home from a, an Asian tour thinking mm-hmm. you're a pop star, and then you get back here, and it's like, <laughs> mm, okay, well, maybe not. <laughs>
1: Oh, I I understand what you mean.
0: <laughs> so, what are your plans? Are you going to carry on in your your Polish music exploration? Or you played in you played in the park in New York? That must uh-huh. have been very cool in the summer and those uh, was, legendary concerts yeah, in the park.
1: Right, especially after COVID. I mean, this depressing time. We we got together like 50 more than 55,000 people all together at the same time and we did like fireworks afterwards and i played bruch violin concerto i since i I studied in Juilliard. That was like a like a coming home. Yeah, as well. a dream moment. Yeah. yeah, I was dreaming of those yeah <laughs> moments, and and get together with the New York Phil is always amazing. And we played about six times the Bruch concerto, and we had such a great relationship because there are many of my friends actually in the orchestra who studied with yeah, you. How yeah, nice. it was really amazing because we had a tour together. So it's been mm-hmm. so great so much fun and also with the conductor van yeah, we had such a such a nice relationship so so what are you planning um, can you give us
0: any hints on
1: what's what's coming actually uh, next year i am uh, releasing an album with Danish. Danish? Did you say Danish? Danish.
0: Oh, you're changing the the borders. What are the Polish
1: going to say about that? I was a little bit into Danish music last year. I mean, this year, last year. And I recorded the Nielsen Violin Concerto. And it's such an... Amazing, piece. amazing piece. I mean, he wrote so many great music for orchestra, but this violin concerto is exceptional. It's not played very often, is it's it? It's not no. often played because it's very hard.
0: Do we do we have to do a beep there? A beep. It is very hard, is what i sorry was about to say. Oh, it's so nice to have someone in the studio with me. I can't even begin to tell you how nice oh. it is. So the the Nielsen is very mm. difficult.
1: Yeah, very a very demanding piece. And, and also it's very difficult to put together with the orchestra. So that's why it's not so often played. But I'm... I'm sure it will be more popular from now on because it's such a great piece and it, it has to be played more often. I, Gosh, I, I just
0: love the fact you're just going into these different cultures and uh, yeah. and diving into it. Well, I, we'll have to get you down to Cuba sometime to dive into Cuban <laughs> violin music and see what you do with that, with that rhythm.
1: <laughs> oh my God, it's going to be so cool. You know, like playing for the Danish audience, the Danish national composers' music, it, it was like frightening.
0: <laughs> well, it was, but wasn't, didn't you feel like that in Poland as well?
1: Oh, oh. no. Funny, yeah. I think <laughs> That's that, but isn't funny. that
0: strange? Yeah, the, in Poland, you feel completely at home, and Denmark, oh. you felt like it was scary to play there because it's interesting. It just shows it where is. you feel
1: at home. Oh, yeah. But you know, because I think Polish people, it's quite well known. Like Wieniawski is always like so many violin. every violinist can actually play. Because it's it's the piece, like the Vinniavsky Highland Concerto number two. They they get to play when they are young, and so I mean, just in
0: Poland or all around the world, all around oh. the world.
1: Yeah, that's why like we know it like from our young age. So I think it's more it's kind of the huddle was la- down like low, but the Danish Nielsen and actually Nielsen's music is not so popular in, outside of of Dan- Denmark. I mean the especially the violin concerto like really not so many people know even the violinists so many violinists they don't know about this music but like in, in Denmark in Copenhagen everybody's like singing By heart. Like they had the Copenhagen, the audience, they can sing by heart the violin concerto.
0: That is scary. They knew exactly what they were listening to.
1: (laughs) But that's why they were like more passionate and like they were like so thankful and so passionate about this music and they were like appreciating every moment. So that's why I was like, Wow, it's so nice to play. The home, the, the composer's countries, I mean, the the, the national at home. Yeah. Yeah,
0: No, I agree. I think you're an amazing communicator, really. I love what you do. I absolutely fell in love with your playing and and how you communicate when I saw that video of you playing your first concert in South Korea. it was even even during COVID. It was just after the lockdown uh-huh. and you completely lost it on the stage. Do you remember? Oh, it yeah. was so beautiful. And I just that moment just stayed in my mind. You were speaking to the audience and you mm. said how much it meant to you. And you covered your face <laughs> and you just couldn't speak. And everyone was just going crazy and applauding. And it was just so beautiful. And I thought that's a, that's somebody whose musician's heart I really appreciate. Oh. So it's just so lovely that you've come in. To talk to us today, oh, and thank uh, you. and I wish you all the best. And whatever you're doing, whether you're going to play in a in a K-pop band um, <laughs> or a K classic band, or we'll work on some collaboration, I think. Yeah. Or uh, we'll have to see if
1: some we'll Polish composer has written it. something
0: for horn and violin or something yeah. like that. So
1: <laughs> collaborations
0: cool. are great. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> perfect. That sounds like a plan. Yes.
0: <laughs> so thank you very much for coming. Thank you, dear the, Sarah. Thank yeah. you. It's been really great. Uh, and uh, I'm sure everyone's going out to to find out more about all these pieces that you've spoken yeah. about, which I'm very happy you said the names of and not me, <laughs> because uh, that was, yeah, that's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, And we'll see you again, hopefully very, very soon. So yeah, thank you for coming back. Nice. Thank you. And for our listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast with Bomsori as much as I did, then please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts to and you will get all the future episodes and be able to catch up on past episodes because they are simply fabulous with these incredible guests that we have from the yellow label's star-studded cast of musicians. Lovely to be with you and see you next time. I'm Sarah Willis. Bye-bye. <laughs>